Sandman Stories presents Two Stories from the Chinese Fables and Folk Stories by Chao Liang and Mary Hayes Davis. The first story is called A Lesson from Confucius and is a story about how to control your anger and why you should control your anger. And the second story is The Wind, the Clouds, and the Snow and it tells about the relationship between the wind, the clouds, and the snow in a court case. Okay, let's begin. A Lesson from Confucius Confucius once heard two of his pupils quarreling. One was of a gentle nature, and was called by all the students a peaceful man. The other had a good brain and a kind heart, but was given to great anger. If he wished to do a thing, he did it, and no man could prevent. If anyone tried to hinder him, he would show sudden and terrible rage. One day, after one of these fits of temper, the blood came from his mouth, and, in great fear, he went to Confucius. What shall I do with my body? he asked. I fear I shall not live long. It may be better that I no longer study and work. I am your pupil, and you love me as a father. Tell me what to do for my body. Confucius answered, Tse Lu, you have a wrong idea about your body. It is not the study, not the work in school, but your great anger that causes the trouble. I will help you see this. You remember when you and No Ui quarreled? He was at peace and happy again in a little time, but you were very long in overcoming your anger. You cannot expect to live long if you do that way. Every time one of the pupils says a thing you do not like, you are greatly enraged. There are a thousand in this school. If each one offends you only once, you will have a fit of temper a thousand times this year, and you will surely die if you do not use more self-control. I want to ask you some questions. How many teeth do you have? I have 32, teacher. How many tongues? Just one. How many teeth have you lost? I lost one when I was nine years old, and four when I was about twenty-six years old. And your tongue? Is it still perfect? Oh, yes. You know Mungun, who is quite old? Yes, I know him well. How many teeth do you think he had at your age? I do not know. How many has he now? Two, I think, but his tongue is perfect, though he is very old. You see, the teeth are lost because they are strong and determined to have everything they desire. They are hard and hurt the tongue many times, but the tongue never hurts the teeth. Yet it endures until the end, while the teeth are the first of man to decay. The tongue is peaceful and gentle with the teeth. It never grows angry and fights them, even when they are in the wrong. It always helps them do their work in preparing man's food for him, although the teeth never help the tongue, and they always resist everything. And so it is with man. The strongest to resist is the first to decay, and you, Tse Lu, will be even so if you learn not the great lesson of self-control. The End Story number two. 
the wind, the clouds, and the snow. Once there was a great quarrel between the winds, the clouds, and the snow. And suddenly, without any warning, there came the angry roar of the thunder, and the sharp cracking of the forked lightning as it separated the heavens. Then the north winds, the south winds, the east winds, and the west winds came together, a thousand and a thousand strong. And the sun was no longer seen, for the earth was covered with a deep blackness as of the night. The clouds were coming to the east, but the wind drove them all back to the west side of the heavens, and finally much hail and snow were thrown down to the earth. The clouds said to the snow, Why do you go to the earth? You are not wanted there. In the warm south land you are never welcomed. Your people would be killed at once if they went there. Even here you are allowed to stay only for a short time. We do not come to this earth for our own pleasure, answered the snow. It was pleasanter where we were. We came to earth to help its people. At this the clouds frowned until their faces became black and they said, We cannot believe that. It is true, answered the snow. In the summertime, you will see how the people cry for pressed snow. They pay three pennies for one little cup of water that we have made cold. You say that we are not liked in the Southland, but we tell you that the Southland people send many oxen, horses, and men to the north to find the snow. They pack us in storehouses so that we may last until the hot weather. And when the summer fever comes, all people need us. You have been studying this one great need of man a long time, we think. And the clouds bowed in scornful mock sympathy. We do many good things for man, continued the snow. Thunder and lightning do him much harm, and he fears them greatly, but the Creator sends us to comfort him. The lightning disappears from the earth for a time when the season of our appearance comes. You should wear a crown suggested the clouds sneeringly. A king who wore one, the old king Dae Sung, once said of us, Oh snow, snow, how beautiful you are. It is good for flowers, good for grass, and good for trees that you are here. And he said to the rose bushes, shrubs and trees who were asleep, If you wish beauty in the springtime, you must have our friend, the snow in the winter. He laid his hand gently on his horse's necks, and said, True helpers that are both feet and legs to me, it will soon be time for the green grass to appear. You will have plenty this year, for we had a thick cover of snow this winter. It will soon be hot weather, but I do not fear the heat, for I have plenty of hard snow, pressed and packed for the summertime. So you see, the snow is useful to man. We could have stayed where we were in the sky and kept clean, and we need not have worked hard flying all the way to the ground. We never hear that the clouds do any good thing, said the snow. The time may come when you have finished talking, said the clouds, that we can tell you some things. We saw the big Tisan mountain today, continued the snow, and many of the cloud children were playing around its summit. But what good did they do? None. A hunter was looking for wild beasts, and your children were naughty and covered his eyes so he could not see. Do you remember how he scolded your children and said, I do not like these cloudy, foggy days. 
Once the general San Chi led his soldiers to fight against his nation's enemy, and one night he went out to learn how many of the enemy could be seen. The moon and stars tried to help him, but you came and covered them, and it grew so dark that he lost his way. Then the enemy took his horse and gun, and he nearly lost his life. He hid in a cave and said, Those clouds have caused my death, I fear. He lay in the dark cave until the morning came, and he could see to find his way. We do not see why the Creator made clouds to hang around in the sky, from north to south and east to west, said the snow angrily. Just then, the cloud's lawyer, the wind, came to defend them. Whom are you scolding? he asked. You think the Creator should have made the snow king of the world, I suppose, and that there is no place or use for the clouds. You talk so much that we cannot find opportunity to tell you what we are good for. You are not the only helper of man and of growing things in the hot summer time. Do you remember when the great general Di Sing led 5,000 soldiers to battle? They traveled over mountains and through wild places until they were worn and weary. They found water to drink by the gold mine mountain and stopped there to rest. But there were no trees or growing things on that mountain, and they could find no shade. The sun sent down great heat, and they suffered so that they could not rest. Then they held their faces up to heaven, and in anguish they cried, O oh sun, why shine so hot today? Then they looked to the east and saw our brother, the cloud, beginning to appear. Why do you not come to us and cover the face of the sun that we may have shade and rest? They pleaded of the cloud, and so our brother came and stood between the earth and the sun. Oh, this is rest, rest, said the soldiers in great relief. How we wish that the cloud might always shield us from the burning fire of the sun. And not only the soldiers, but all the farmers and woodcutters ask us to help them in the time when the sun comes close. Can you only do this one thing? asked the snow coldly. Who carries the rain and the snow through the sky? asked the wind. I tell you, there would be no rain nor snow but for the help of the wind and the clouds. You know well that rain is made from ocean water. One day the water said to the cloud, Friend, I should like to journey around and around the sky, but I have no wings and cannot fly. My body is so heavy that I cannot move it, and I never expect to take this trip unless you, my friend, help me. And so we lifted the water and helped it step by step until we floated through the air. Our first cloud faces were very light, but after we had traveled five or six miles through the sky, our faces changed to gray, and when we had gone 1,000 miles, our faces became black, and the farmers said, We shall soon have rain. Do you know why the faces of the clouds grow black? asked the wind. Anger makes them black, said the snow. But why should we know? For of ourselves, we never change color. It is because great strength was being put forth to travel through the sky, argued the wind. For soon the drops of water said, We are tired and want to go back to earth again. Then we said to the water, The earth people need you, and all growing things need you. It is good that you go. 
and on the place where the water fell there had been no rain for three years. The king had bowed his head a thousand times before our father and mother and had cried, O oh, rain cloud, why are you so long in coming? We heard the earth king's cry, and that night the mother of the clouds said to us, My children, you must go down to earth and help its people, or they will perish. So we called all our brothers and sisters to go at the same time, and we went to the earth and saved a million and a million lives. The greatest wrong you have done is to forget who helped you when you were needy, continued the wind. Do you remember that once you lived in the ocean, river, or lake? At that time I do believe you were not well liked. In the sea you were in the lowest class and worked hard every day and night. When the wind came and blew you into waves, you would always call out in a big rough voice, Ma, ma, splish, splish. You were restless and unhappy and tried and tried to escape from that place and the Cloud Mother pitied you. She said, I am very sorry. We will bring them up here with us. And she asked the sun's help to do it. For a day and a day, a night and a night, you were carried up to the first section, but you were not satisfied then, and you were taken to very high seats. You wanted the best places and would do no work unless the winds pushed and the clouds carried you. So we took you up high, where we lived and had a happy time. Now, you have forgotten all this. Who helped you up? Who made you pure? But the snow did not answer. Finally the snow said, Yes, our family is from the river and seas. We had forgotten. If we had only thought, we should have been more grateful. The sun was the judge, and he said, We decide this case in the favor of the wind and the clouds. The end. Okay, so that was a pretty interesting story. I really liked how he brought up teeth and tongues as metaphors for being strong and inflexible, and how the real power lies in being flexible and being tongue-like. In the second story, I really liked how the clouds and the wind and the sun and the snow, everybody was up there debating and water went through the whole cycle of being evaporated and precipitation. The whole water cycle was there and that was really cool to see. The podcast shout out is to our show run by Conscious and Beat Unique out of Winter Park, Florida. I've been listening to this podcast for a few years now. And I've always been impressed with the way that these dudes find new music to play all the time. They always play some cool local stuff, some little-known national stuff, and even some really wild international stuff that is always good for new groups to follow. At the end of each show, they play an outcast track of the week. And, in the middle of the show, they have the listeners choose upcoming tunes from two sets of playlists, so you can play along while listening. These are super humble and kind dudes. And so, if you like their show as much as I do, go and give it a 5-star rating on Podchaser or iTunes. The listener shout-out is to KwaZulu Natal, where Durban is located. Shout-out to Legendary Africa. You are 26% of my Mzanzi listeners. Nkosi Matongo Amnandi.
Thank you and good night.